Look, I've been on a big, I don't know what's happening to me. Like the the second I turned 30, I just got really into Wilco. And I've just been listening to so much Wilco recently. Uh, a Ghost is Born. That's it right there. Ugh. Great record. Ugh. Sky Blue Sky, that's the fucking record. I haven't listened though. to that one because, you know, Pitchfork famously said it was bad. And then this year they were like, actually, it's good. <laughs> and I was like, wow, my 16-year-old mind is being blown right out. Because Chain. I was like, no, I'm not listening to this Wilco album because Pitchfork said it was bad. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a really good one. I mean, it's still like, Wilco's one of those bands where it's like their best album is their best album. Like, it's it's Yankee Hotel. Yankee Foxtrot. Hotel. Foxtrot. <laughs> that would be, so, that's like how you open up your, your show. It's just like very Sophie. Yankee. Hotel. Foxtrot. Yankee. Yankee. Hotel. Hotel. Foxtrot. Foxtrot. And out came talk. Seasons greetings, bitches. Gobble gobble slut. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your favorite podcast, Straight People Movies. Hi. And it, hi. How's hi. it going? It's going great. Are we it's feeling here. grateful? It's, I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling thankful. And I'm feeling full. <laughs> yes, mama. <laughs> because it is what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, bitch. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. We got the turkey and under the tree. We got the yams in the chimney. We got it. And I got the can opener on that cranberry sauce right now, baby. Mm-hmm. I have to make, I'm making two pies uh, for oh. Thanksgiving. I'm making the, I'm, I'm, I got permission to do one crazy pie. So I'm doing regular pecan pie, BA's best. Yeah. It's going to be a classic recipe. Classic. And then I'm doing um, the milk bar pumpkin pie, which is like a layer of caramel mm. and then like a pumpkin mousse almost mm. on top and some crumbles. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Ooh, that sounds so good. Save me a slice, bitch. I will. I sure will. Yeah. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, me and the boy are gonna go to New Orleans to visit my mama. Ooh, for Southern um, decadence. And no, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and she um is not making Thanksgiving dinner this year. Uh, don't she? Uh, after I got to the days off work and um, am driving eight and a half hours to go see her. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. uh told me that she's ordering Thanksgiving this year. Oh, great! Fantastic. And I was like, cool. You're going to have, like, some etouffee, some I was like, this, shit, this shit better be fucking good. Oh, well, like, anyway. in my... Oh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Like, oh, anyway. In, like, in Southeast Texas, so we were in New Orleans, or Louisiana adjacent. We would always have gumbo with Thanksgiving. I would love a Cajun Thanksgiving, but we never did anything like that, so I'm assuming it's going to be very classic. I just I just hope it's good. Yeah, be good. Um, but me and Jesus will be making our Brussels sprout casserole. Uh, yes. And it's just cheese, bacon, cream, and mustard. So my really my good. five that's my food groups right there. Yeah, right. So yeah, so that, that'll be cute. My mom will see me cook probably for the first time ever in her entire life. Um, <laughs> so that'll be fun for everybody. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, and you know, it's it, it's it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary because my car is falling apart. But you know what? Hopefully, oh, we won't end up like our oh, girl. This that's week. you're gonna make it there and back. I believe in you. Okay, well, after watching this movie, I didn't feel so great. 
This is gonna be a weird. Just don't episode, go the wrong way down the freeway. Yeah, it's gonna be real. Oh, weird my one. anxiety is flaring, flaring <laughs> up. <laughs> but anyway, before uh, we love- get before we get to the movie, let me properly introduce us in case mm-hmm. you are a first time listener and you want to on click on this particular movie yeah. <laughs> as your first choice. Um, this is Three People Movies. It's the podcast where each week we two gays we get together, we watch a movie made for straight people, and we ask the ever loving question. Why? Why? <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> Why? I'm going to say gobble, gobble like a hundred times. I love gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. gobble. Um, I'm Kirk Van Sickle. I'm Dylan Garcy. And yeah, for our little holiday excursion. <laughs> so, so starting, so let me, let me explain it to y'all. I think we got mm-hmm. it together, right? We got, we got it together. Figure we got it figured out. Yeah. We got it figured out. We didn't have the horror thing figured out really, but we got this one figured <laughs> out. We don't have a name yet still, but like, fuck it. So no, yeah. we're going to be doing, obviously, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles this week as our Thanksgiving one. movie pick because it's the only Thanksgiving movie ever made. Um yep. And then for all of December, we're going to be doing four classic straight people Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Ding dong, bitch. Ding dong. Ho, Ding ho, dong. Ho. ho, ho, ho. Jingle, jingle, jingle. It's going to be great. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to tune in for those. Uh, but to get the thing started, we're doing a little preamble. Le a little Thanksgiving preamble. Preamble. A little overture. Okay. <laughs> And uh, before we get into the the movie, why don't we do a little intro for, you know, yeah. the folks that somehow have never seen this classic movie. Classic film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so whenever we were deciding what to do, it was either between this or I suggested the music documentary uh, about the band, The Last Waltz. Uh, but that was uh, That was idea. shot down quickly. The second it came out of my mouth, I was like, nope, we will have two listeners. Yep. And they'll be me. Um, but we're talking, of course, about the classic 80s film, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. came out in 1987 and directed by John Hughes. It's crazy this is our first John Hughes movie. I know, and I'm really excited to talk about him today. Me too. Because I feel like he's got such a chokehold on straights. Yes, he does. We, we'll get into it, girl. Mm. Uh, and it stars Steve Martin, John Candy, and there's other people in it, but who cares? It's just them. It's a two-hander. Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker, the Dylan king. Fucking Dylan fucking Baker. Baker's in it. Oh. Iconic. Kevin Bacon, Bacon. Kevin has Bacon. a cameo. Susan Sarandon, I'm pretty sure, has like a short cameo in it. She's Just for like a second. She's definitely like a lady looking at them like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like in Minority Report where they're on, whenever he's on the train, it's like what Cameron Diaz is there for like one second. Such a, yeah, that's such a classic like 2003 cameo to have. I love it. I love it. Well, she was in the um, middle of her renaissance then. Uh, Cameron, come back to us. I know she's just, like, retired from acting, but come back, queen. Oh, my God. Just, like, do, do more roles like being John Malkovich in Vanilla Sky. Please. It was so iconic. Please, please come back to us. We miss you. But this isn't about Cameron Diaz. This is about uh, Steve Martin and John Candy. And they are two strangers. They are forced to work together in order to get home in time for Thanksgiving. And, really, this is the only Thanksgiving movie we could do. Next year, we're going to do literally any random movie. Yeah, because I feel like all other Thanksgiving movies that I could think of are gay. Yeah, it's like Home for the Holidays. Like The Family Stone. Yeah. Another one we're saving for the end. Ooh. That if you know anything about gay people and Thanksgiving, you already know oh, what it yeah. is. Our gay wreck is so obvious. It's There's not going to be two. There's one, and there's only <laughs> choice for the gay wreck for this movie. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. This yeah, movie. totally. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This movie's great. 
It's Leon. great. Oh yeah, so let's get that out of the way. It's a great movie. It's a classic. Everyone Fantastic. loves it. It's funny. Yeah. It's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. It's well written. Yada 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 yada. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the first movie we've ever done though, where we had both already seen it together. Yes. Previously, no, we did Train to Busan. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. different because we watched it like right before we recorded. Yeah, it. that and was like a manic. Like, we episode. watched it together like a year ago. Yeah. And then we watched it again now, a year later. Yeah. Separately. It's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we enjoyed it then and we enjoy it now. It's um, so great. I mean, I, I, is your relationship with this movie like mine? I, I, I watched it maybe not all the way through ever as a kid, but I watched it plenty of times as a child from some I, point in the movie to another point in the movie. It was always I on TV. I didn't see it until I was an adult. Really? Yeah. This wasn't wow. like a thing. Yeah. We, I, I always had to go between two different households for Thanksgiving. So like we never like watch movies and cook dinner or whatever i was all, it was always like tight schedule like i have to go to beaumont and then drive to orange and then drive to like fucking another city to like go to all my thanksgiving so we never had the sort of like relaxing thanksgiving thanksgiving is always a sort of chaotic planes trains automobiles-esque situation oh, planes, for me trains, so yeah, i haven't seen it i lived it oh yeah <laughs> you're like <laughs> this, this, is going... a, this is a comedy this is a comedy <laughs> um yeah, I mean, like, we never watched it as a Thanksgiving movie growing up, but my mom was always a huge fan of John Candy. She mm-hmm. was more into Uncle Buck. Yeah. Which is another John Hughes flick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one we watched a lot, but we, this one was, like, on, like, I feel like Comedy Central and the and the ilk all oh, of yeah. the time. TBS. That scene where they're, like, going through the two trucks when they're going the wrong way on the highway is, like, a very oh. iconic scene, yeah, I feel that- like. When I worked at the Alamo Draft House, that scene was always in like our like October November pre-show reel thing that we had. Yeah, I've definitely seen it utilized. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um I feel like the Thanksgiving movie for us growing up was the Nightmare Before Christmas because the mm-hmm. joke was, is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Oh, we'll just watch it halfway between Halloween and Christmas. Oh, I love that. Perfect. So we watched that <laughs> uh, during. Although my dad notoriously hates it. Um, so really, really it was just me, my mom, and my. My dad doesn't like anything goth. Um, okay. I remember one time I tried to show him Arcade Fire in high school, and it was um funeral. Yeah. And I think he like one of the songs. He goes, "This is kind of goth," and I was like, "Wow, I never would have like thought of Arcade Fire as goth, but <laughs> uh, he's not not wrong." Yeah, I guess they're like goth. Springsteen. I mean, like on Neon Bible, that that uh, Black oh, Sea song. There's that song's pretty goth. In the middle of the sea, baby. Oh, I love that song. We're eating in the ghetto on a hundred dollar plate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I never really. I think I didn't even really remember that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was like a Thanksgiving movie until we watched it a year ago for Movie Club. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where there's like the actual Thanksgiving of it is like the last three minutes. Right, and the rest of it, it's all it's it's getting to Thanksgiving. It's, but yeah, I, I think that Thanksgiving is kind of synonymous though with like psychotic travel plans and things like mm-hmm. that because it is kind of an annoying holiday where you're like, you have like the one day off, and then may, and I think a lot of people also get the Friday after it off, and then that's yeah. like kind of it, and then you need to like be back wherever you go, like where you're from mm-hmm. or whatever that Monday to go back to work, and then you work for another like three weeks and then it's Christmas. It's just, it's yeah. such a like awkwardly placed holiday. It kind of sucks. Is. Honestly, I hate it. Honestly. Like I love yeah, Thanksgiving food, but that's the thing. People are always like my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. It's like, do you just 
Do you like Thanksgiving? Do you just like eating? Yeah, because that's the only part that's great. It's yeah. kind of annoying to go visit your family and then like go home for a couple of weeks and then go visit them again. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. I mean, it's great when you have divorced parents like we do because <sighs> then it's like, oh, mom, I'll do Thanksgiving with you this year and I'll do Christmas with dad. Like I just, mm. I just switch it every year. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine if like I had like a normal family and we like had to like <laughs> I'd like go home to the I same place had, twice. I always had the be- I had the best way or the best kind of situation. So my birthday is December fifth, Sagittarius baby. So I always had it was like Thanksgiving party, December fifth, my birthday party. Wait two weeks, Christmas party. Right. Another week, New Year's party. So I had like two months of partying, baby. I love the end of the year. That's so funny. I feel like I don't feel that way about the holiday season at all. Like, I hate my birthday notoriously because I just go, oh, shit, it's my birthday, which means that Halloween soon, which means Thanksgiving mm-hmm. soon, which means Christmas is soon. And it, like, yeah. just all feels like the beginning of the end. I'm so nihilistic. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, here we go. It's the end of it's the year. It's funny. I never really thought that we both we both our birthdays are like this weird positional like uh, like goalpost of oh, the holidays. Right. Yeah, I don't like I don't like I mean I like that my birthday is close to Halloween and I love that my birthday's in October because I love horror and like mm-hmm. spooky things. But other than that, like I think I just prefer my my birthday which was like in the middle of the summer or something when I'm yeah. like in party party mode. Oh yeah, and I'm like happy because yeah. Alex's birthday, birthday rules. His is the 14th. It's like halfway between the year. Yeah. Halfway between Valentine's Day, so I can never forget it. It's great. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too that I hate about the holidays is I'm like, like my boyfriend's a sad like you, so it's like okay, like spend a bunch of money on a Halloween costume, and then it's like Thanksgiving, and then I gotta get a present for him, and then it's mm-hmm. like the presents for the family. It's just like a lot of money being spent. It's a lot of money. And then we also chose to uh, move to Los Angeles at the end of the year. <laughs> Didn't think about that, and no. I literally told everyone we're not getting them anything for Christmas. <laughs> You're like we can't. It's I was like, do not get us anything. Please don't get okay. us anything. We have no room. Yeah. Well, speaking of no room, let's talk about the movie a little bit. Yeah, um, of course. Well, yeah. Fucking, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll tell you, no, it's a gay podcast. Is that we spend twenty minutes talking about ourselves? We're like, we're so interesting. Um, who would be in between me and you? Also, great Brandon Flowers song. If you haven't heard it, between me and you, great song. Um, who's who? Who's Steve Martin? Who's um, on Candy? I feel like the answer is easy. I feel like I'm John Candy. Yeah, I feel like that's I'm the obvious wacky. answer. Um, but I do think that me and you are capable of being sourpusses, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I think we're both p- more Steve Martin-y. Yeah. But between the two of us, you're probably more of a John Candy. Yeah, for sure. Me and my boyfriend uh, are both Steve Martin. Uh, you should see us when we travel together. It's like <laughs> a nightmare. Just, just being angry at everything that's happening oh, all the it. time. <laughs> I, love, uh, I love traveling. I'm such a little, I'm just like new city, new me. Oh, every I, time I go to, my I like I traveling. It. I just feel like I'm just very anal and I hate mm-hmm. like, I spend so much time worrying about all the bad things that could happen and all the ways that I, I could that. fix it. If something bad would happen that I don't think I end up enjoying it. Yeah. And I, I need to like that. work on that. Yeah, I think. That's right. You know, um, this this movie is a fucking nightmare. It's, it is. You, it's, it's movies like this that have made me this way. It's so stressful. Yeah, everything about this movie is stressful. Everything goes wrong. It's it really is like I think what's cool. I think what makes it a good Thanksgiving movie, and not just because it's like a Thanksgiving movie about Thanksgiving, but it's the same thing with another movie we're doing later on. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil. I'll it. bleep it out here. I'm gonna uh, no, never mind. I don't even bleep it. It's a movie we're doing later on, but it's very episodic. Right. And so you can come on in. You can put. Plane, trains, and automobile, 15 minutes. You can start anywhere in the movie and watch for 15 minutes and you get like a fully condensed story and it's kind of magical that way. Yeah, and, and you get exactly what's happening very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
because they're constantly yeah, has- reminding you that they're like two opposites that are stuck with each other during <laughs> yes. this nightmare time. Yeah, I mean, it it, it it hits on two things that give people anxiety, I think, especially in the States. Mm-hmm. It's traveling going wrong and just, like, everything not going your way. And then mm-hmm. also having to deal with, like, an annoying person that you can't get rid of. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot, there was a lot of movies like that at this time. Like, I thought about, like, what about Bob while I was watching it? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's another <sighs> classic, so like, like, movie where it's, like – the whole movie, you're kind of like with the protagonist. You're like, God, this guy's so obnoxious. But then you realize that you're just being a negative sourpuss about this person mm-hmm. and that you just don't like lovable people, <laughs> you know? And I like, I like that comedy. I think it's really funny and it's really emblematic. I think of the time period, which is just kind of like taking the whole like kind of upper middle class, like snobbery and trying to mm-hmm. like bring that down a little bit and be like, Hey, like, listen, you're an asshole. Yeah, you know, you suck. calm down. This person is just <laughs> vibing, and you're like annoyed. Well, I think when we uh, when we talk about like eighties comedies at the time, we should get into John Hughes. Yeah, totally. Um, John Hughes had an insane run. Oh For, yeah, all his movies that you love are in three years. Also, um, we'll have to talk about some of his writing creds, too, because I was yes. today years old when I found out that he wrote 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close. For real, yeah, that's <laughs> he. Insane. So he only worked for, like, less than 10 years. Like, yeah. like eight years. Uh, and his 84 to 87, I want to focus on, is 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right. Which is five classic movies that will nev- they will never die. Oh, yeah. They will always be on murals outside of video stores forever. Yep. Exactly. In his sixth movie, She's Having a Baby, not well remembered, but it – is responsible for this woman's work by Kate Bush. Right. Like the one world. of the best Kate Bush. Yeah. Songs. <laughs> <laughs> this woman's work. This woman's, this woman's work. work. Oh, <laughs> God. Now that is a ballad. That's a valid bitch. Oh, that's a song. Is so good. Kate Bush can do. We she like literally can't do anything wrong. <laughs> we will never get off of Kate Bush. But also, if you're listening to Kate Bush, if you're listening to Kate Bush, if you're listening to us right now, and you like Kate Bush. I just want to ask you to please listen to another album besides Sounds of Love. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Dreaming's my favorite. The Dreaming's great. Ariel? Listen to fuck. Ariel's Ariel's insane. Ariel's great. Words for world. Snow? The sensual. Girl. 50 Words my, for Snow? 50 Words Girl, be a little different. Listen to The Red Shoes. Listen to The Red Shoes. It's not that good, but it's good. It's got some fun songs on it. The director's cut's wild. Oh, director's cut's insane. Yeah. Yeah, she's insane. I love her. I love her. She's iconic. Yeah. She's going to have a song with Big Boy next year. Anyway. That's insane. Insane. <laughs> but John Hughes, he's... I I like John Hughes. I love... I... Okay, confession, I've never seen 16 Candles. <laughs> what? I know, I've never seen I it. haven't seen it in years, but it was definitely like one of those, again, on TV all the time, mm-hmm. always would watch it with my mom kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, we used to have this, like, it was like a three-movie, like, box set. That was like a, It looked like a yearbook, and it was 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, and Weird Science. And I was like... 15 and I was like I want to watch the boy movie so I watched Weird Science all the time which Weird I Science I don't think I've ever great. seen Weird Science all the way through I think it was another one of those I've never really been into like yeah like a boy movie like boy Oh it's such a boy movies. movie it's like boys make a hot chick and then there's his stupid brother becomes a gross monster Right Yeah no not my thing you know what I have never seen and everyone is always like shook by this I've What's never that? seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off Ferris Bueller's Day Off whips ass it's 
I heard from a friend of mine. She told me that I would not like it, probably. You would not like it. Uh, Correct. That is correct. But yeah. um, I mean, I don't think John Hughes is really my thing. I mean, like, I respect it, but it's not my thing. It's a very, like, 80s sensibility. What they did to Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast Club is Mm. goes against everything that I stand (laughs) for. So I did read on Wikipedia that apparently he was like a Reagan Republican. So like that makes sense though, because all of his movies, like especially planes, trains, and automobiles, like the underlying themes. Because you know we always do like astute analyses of comedy films, um, notoriously on this podcast. But I think (laughs) the the most the thing that's really blatant throughout the movie is that like. Steve Martin's character is like an upper middle class, like marketing exec, you know, who lives in like this huge, beautiful house in the suburbs of Chicago mm-hmm. with his like giant ass family. And then, <laughs> you know, John Candy is like a nomadic salesman who's much more like lowbrow, lower class, mm-hmm. like gets him into all these situations that are cringy and uncomfortable for Steve Martin. But for a lot of people in America, wouldn't really be that bad. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking that, like, sure, my, my mom and dad would probably not be down to do a lot of stuff in this movie, but, like, I would be. Like, yeah. I'd just be grateful that I got a ride. I wouldn't be, like, so worried if the guy was, like, you know, sp- I mean, it's gross, but, like, spitting dip <laughs> and, like, you know, like, all that kind of shit. Or, like, the motel room. It's like, I've stayed in an assy motel room, and I'm like, whatever. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a vibe. Who cares? Who cares? Who gives a shit? You know? But it's just really interesting to me. I feel like John Hughes is very, like, fascinated with all that kind of stuff, and I feel like that's very Reagan-y to me. Very Reagan, you yes, know, one hundred percent is. It's like the lower class is cute if they're like white and country. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Not to be like Teen Vogue, but it's like this. A lot of his movies are about the problems of white people, about like rich white people. It's just like, yeah, that's what it is. And it's usually that they need to stop working so much, and they need mm. to like you know Spend time appreciate with their family. family, which I think is so ironic that like Reagan instilled this whole like family values thing because it also is the time in America when it was like work, 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 mm-hmm. work, and it's so funny how so many '80s comedies are about like a dad who's like a workaholic who's not there for his family. Yep. Like I actually was kind of annoyed with his wife in the movie. Cause it's like all these horrible things are like happening to him that are like not his fault. He's like trying his best. And I feel like she's just very like, Oh, but like, oh, why aren't you here? And it's like, bitch, like, cause he can't like shut. Like it's like all women in old eighties movies are like idiots. They're like, I've They're never all, yeah. traveled. I just stay at home all day. Like, I don't know anything. It's a very, very eighties uh, fifties. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it is. It's like, girl, he was just driving on the wrong side of the freeway and we got everything scraped off the side of us. We turned into skeletons for a second. Yeah. Okay. I saw a vision of a devil. Okay. It was Rosemary's <laughs> baby. Come through. Come through, so I will get there yeah. when I get there. Right. And it's just so interesting to me. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like that's such a, like, stereotype or, like, a, a trope, I guess, of a lot of these older movies. Mm. This whole, like, the woman is very, like... Oh, like, you're always working. Why aren't you at home with me and the kids? It's like, do you like your fucking two-story house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you think that's paid for? Not to sound like my dad right now, but. <laughs> Who puts the, the clothes on your back, the, you know, the, but it's, the house it's, on it, your it, roof? It's true, though. It's so funny to me. It's like the whole, like, chasm that was caused by boomers with the whole, like, women and men think differently. You see it on full display in these boomer movies. Yeah. Where it's, it's just insane. like, like. It just like it like boggles my mind like the lack of communication and understanding by both parties. I'm yes. like, this is crazy. It's always so weird. Yeah, like whenever people are like, marriage is work. 
And it's like, I don't know what y'all are doing. My marriage rules. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't do to, shit. It's yeah. just like hanging out with my best friend all yeah, the time. Yeah, we're just like vibing and having a good time. Yeah. It's it's dope. I got jewelry, but it's the exact same time as before. Right. And my taxes are weird now. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it just like... It, and then, you know, I know I'm like digging like a little deeper than I probably should about a Thanksgiving comedy <laughs> directed by John Hughes, but it, it is something I noticed throughout the movie a lot more this time. It's like every situation they're put in, for the most part, that's not like life threatening, like their car blowing up or like the train stopping. Like that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like walking a mile. Like goddamn. Like that would suck. But like a lot of the like the people that helped them along the way, I'm like, so whatever. Like you'd like be yeah. in the bed of a truck and it was cold outside. That, that, that sucks. Yeah. But it was Look, your only option and it was nice that you had any option, you know? You should be impressed that she was able to deliver a baby sideways. Exactly. That's I'd be like, cool. Wow. Wow, how does that happen? Wow. So yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting watching uh this movie now that there is this sort of like big like quiet labor revolution happening in America and watching the the most famous scene in this movie is he's at the car rental place yeah and he curses out this poor woman <laughs> I know I know and I, I think what I mean it's a funny scene let me just get it's that out of the way it's such it's a good so scene funny. And, and it she's ends great with her in it, power and she's great in it but yeah I think that the stereotypes about service people that have stayed true to this day, especially from boomers points of view Mm -hmm. is very apparent in the way that that scene is done where she's like taking a personal call and Mm -hmm. she doesn't like give a fuck. And it's all like a bunch of like bureaucratic kind of style, like paperwork, like, Oh, well you don't have the, like, sorry, can't help you. And it's just like, as someone that works in hospitality, it's just like, that is like not, like, if any person in hospitality is that shitty to you, it's because you, we, you've made them that way. Yes. They've, yeah. like, had to, like, work. Like, they have a barrier, like, because it's just, like, they're so used to people being so horrible to them all day over mm-hmm. usually what is their own mistake or yes. a mistake that's, like, not anyone else's fault. Like, yeah, I mean, it like, sucks to, like, book a rental car and then you don't have the rental car anymore. But, yeah. like, what do you, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> service is like, a mirror. It, you know, it's just so. So the scene to me, like, yeah, it's funny, but it's yeah, it's very like a emblematic of yeah the way that my parents like talk about service people. Like, oh, oh this yeah. is just how they are. They don't give a fuck. They're paid nothing. They don't give a shit. All this. Yeah, stuff, you, know? you should be like, yeah, I'm correct. You're right, and it sucks that that happens, and we should uh, do something about it and make you know those companies pay their servers and their employees more. yeah totally i mean i love all the strikes that are happening i think it's great oh, yeah hell yeah you see kroger is going on strike Fifty thousand yeah. people in houston good yeah. love it also kroger fucking sucks yeah h-e-b all the way if you shop at anywhere other than h-e-b and you live in texas like you're insane you idiot the cl- although the closest gro- oh no the closest grocery store to me is central market but i ain't made this money um but the closest grocery store to us is randall's and it's like oh randall's is the worst randall's is terrible randall's Gross. is awful Absolutely awful. Disgusting. Um, they're apparently remaking this with uh, Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart sucks. Um, I don't think he's funny at all. Except nope. for I do think he's mildly funny in Scary Movie 3. I was just about to say that. He's so funny in Scary Movie 3. That Him conversation they had about the rat and the mouse is like still <laughs> living rent-free in my mind to this day. And I haven't seen so it. So you're saying the mouse goes years. outside and becomes a rat? <laughs> that or... It's how, how do you wake up dead? It's like, oh, you say you can go to bed dead and wake up alive? Like, no, that's redundant. 
Or like when he's like being the hype man for like the, the for Rex Reed and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just like it's like Kevin Hart is a lot like Chris Tucker where it's just like they could just they just yell things and it's just and it's funny. Perfect. Because they're just I love, funny. I love that the, the like the pantheon of straight people movies movies is like Annihilation. I heard Huckabee's <laughs> And scary movie three. Yep, those are our like three most mentioned movies. Yeah, that's our our Mount Rushmore. <laughs> um, uh, it, how does this fit into the rest of eighties comedy? Do you think the eighties comedy has got a really wide breadth? Like, or like, is it? I feel like they all have a very specific vibe, in my opinion. I think they're uh, they're kind of tuned the same way, but I yeah. do think there is a big vibe or wide ranging because it's like you have kind of like revenge of the nerds right and... that, like that are so slapstick and ridiculous that like mm-hmm. you can't even like take it seriously at all but then you have like one of my favorite movies of all time a fish called wanda which is this right very highbrow very intelligent movie well it's like a play on screwball comedies you know yeah I mean? it's very, you, you it's very you, french i feel like there was like the screwball comedies like clue and a fish called wanda but then you also had these kinds of like i guess this doesn't really count but steve martin was on snl right he never was. He was just a. He, he was just there all the he time. Just he just gives never me like SNL a... vibes, but I feel like for me, like all the SNL esque movies are very similar. Like mm-hmm. you could watch this and Coming to America, or like um, what's that one with um, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy where they switch places? Oh, Trading Places. Trading Places. Like I so close. All, all of these movies to be have like a very similar sense of humor, which is usually two very different types of people mm-hmm. have to be near each other and hijinks ensue. Yep. And usually has to do with class or race or not even. They didn't really do gender in the eighties, did they? Now women were just uh, married no. In the I mean, like, I'm like working girl, but like not really. Right. So it's just like I feel like that is a big mainstay. Right. Is just like yeah. the two odd men, but they end up having like a friendship by the end of it. Yeah. And I it's, like that. It, I like it, that. It's wholesome. Yeah, it is wholesome because it is very like we all can get along. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know. But, yep. We, we, and we the can. 90s gets really ironic, gets really distant. It is. I mean, my favorite kind of comedies are, like, 90s comedies. Like, I like, you know, like, Death Becomes Her. I like, like, really, yes. like, dark comedies. And, like, um, and then I really, like, I, I, ironic comedy is, like, like Ghost World or, like, mm-hmm. um, even, like, early Wes Anderson, I think, fits into that. Like, Noah Baumbach, Witt Stillman. Like, I like that mm-hmm. very ironic kind of, like we're all horrible people comedies. Yeah. Um, I like those probably the best. And I feel like eighties moot comedies are pretty wholesome. Yeah. They're, they're pretty watch awesome them with the, the whole family. Part. Yeah. Even, watch, even though them. when you watch, my parents would show me like coming to America or like trading places while I was younger and they'd always forget there was like nudity in them mm-hmm. and they'd be like, Oh, oops, there's you. Yeah. It's like classy nudity. That's where, that's where all the sex scenes would end with like somebody like cutting to like flowy gauzy curtains. Mm. Oh, I my love favorite, a flowy Gazi My favorite thing about 80s comedies are the scores. Oh, yeah. This, the score in this, this needs to calm the hell the down. The score in this movie makes zero sense, but I love it. I love a synthesizer <laughs> score, and I love a new Jack Swing score. And, On top of each other. <laughs> and that's what's happening in this movie. It's both. But most yeah. 80s comedies have either a new Jack Swing score or a synth score, and I it's love incredible. it. incredible. I love the vibe. Oh, you know what a really fun, like, it's a 90s comedy, but I feel like it fits in the vein of an 80s comedy. It's like Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. Weekend at Bernie's is Weekend at Bernie's 2. How do they do it again? In 2, he's voodooed into being a walking zombie. Okay. It's the dumbest 
probably offensive oh, yeah. movie ever, but it was a family favorite growing up. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you should watch it. It's I'm garbage. I Speaking of garbage, John Hughes has written some garbage things. He sure has. Another favorite of my family's growing up because we had bad taste, Baby's Day Out. Have you ever seen this film? I have never seen that. It looks terrible. Baby's Day Out is about a, a baby who's rich, who <laughs> is getting kidnapped by idiot criminals. Okay. Wait, I've seen a theme here because he wrote Home Alone as well. Yeah. Whoa. He, See, I was like right about the class thing. I was right about the class thing. John yeah. Hughes is a classist. <laughs> He's like, criminals are idiots and rich people deserve to be left alone. I um, mean, Trump is in Home Alone too. <gasps> it's mm-hmm. all coming together, Dylan. Oh my God, I didn't realize this was going to be our most political app. Oh my God. Um, Whoever Red Scare. But babies, shut the fuck up. Babies Day Out <laughs> is about a rich baby who's trying to be kidnapped by bumbling crooks a la home alone um mm-hmm. and it keeps getting away from them and it, they, it it gets into like the zoo it gets like onto like a construction site it like okay. all these like horrible things are happening they will do anything to save this baby that just somehow survives everything and Look, my mom would call it a hoot and a holler <sighs> right now and even like i don't, I don't want to go out and say homophobic but 101 dalmatians Glenn Close is gay in that movie, and she is the villain, and um, making a gay person a villain is homophobia. And so, John Hughes... He hates gays. He He hates hates gays. And he hates poor people. Um, He also wrote Dennis the Menace. Um, Bad movie. Terrible movie. Trash movie. (laughs) And But Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Perfect movie. Perfect movie. Um... And he also wrote Flubber, which is a disaster. Um, yep. And he wrote Home Be- Alone. And he wrote Beethoven, which was another family fave growing up. <laughs> That's a movie we never had, but it was always on in like other people's houses. It's a, it's again, it's the same thing I'm noticing now that I know everything that John Hughes has written. Beethoven is about like a grumpy middle upper middle class dad, and they mm-hmm. like adopt this dog, and he, everyone loves the dog, but he like hates the dog because the dog like fucks shit up and like ruins things. Mm-hmm. And you know he's he's got to chill out. Look, you He's, know what? If you want a pet movie from the 90s that's for the people by the people, Homeward Bound. I love Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound, incredible, iconic, legendary, fantastic movie. And he wrote Made in Manhattan. Ugh, I love Made in Manhattan. John Hughes so wrote good. Made in Manhattan under a moniker. It's fantastic. A pseudonym, uh, gr- if you will. Also, last movie he wrote. <laughs> yep. He said, I, I've peaked. It's great because it's so funny. That it's like that, and then he he did the story for Drillbit Taylor. Yeah, and that's it. And then bye. Yep. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. Uh, speaking of dying, I don't know. Uh, why do straight people love this? I mean, uh, I have number one dead wife. Dead wife. Dead, dead wife, wife. Dead wife. There's anything that'll make you feel sorry for a man that's been ruining your life, but not ruining your life for the last three days. It's that he has a dead wife, and I you feel bad for him. Yeah, his wife is dead. He's been lying about her being alive. I know. It honestly is heartbreaking. It's sad. Though. It is it heartbreaking. Is. I know like, that's, that's going to be me. I know. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. I know it's going to be me. It's Stop gonna it. Be me. No, I'm going to die first. Um, <laughs> hey. uh, hijinks. I think hijinks are straight. Hijinks are very straight. I feel like gay comedies, there's hijinks. I wouldn't call them hijinks. No. There's a. There's a different name. I don't. What do you? Okay. So the first thing that came to mind is like 
Rules of Attraction. Rules of Attraction. Good, good choice. Um, I think that the gayest scene in that movie, would you call it hijinks or would you call it like attention grabbing, like at the restaurant? What is that? that? I don't want to say that's hijinks. I feel like hijinks are things that are happening to you you can't control. And in mm-hmm. gay comedies, they're causing the hijinks. Like, oh, yeah. they're the ones causing the problems. They're, they're, the the, they're the supporting characters in a straight people movie mm-hmm. that they have to deal with that are annoying. And then instead, in a gay movie, we're following those actual annoying people. You know, I think, okay, the, uh, the gayest thing in, and I think it's like the close to hijinks, but I think it, I don't think it's hijinks, and I'll explain why in a second, but in My Best Friend's Wedding, mm-hmm. when they sing in the restaurant. Mm, right, because it's gay, all. But it's not hijinks. But Julia Roberts made that happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. the difference. She's the one orchestrating mm-hmm. this cringy She's... or embarrassing moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, we're evil, um, (laughs) and we're trying to cause harm to everyone around us. Exactly. Um, And that, to us, is hilarious, because we love to see ourselves represented on the screen. Finally. (laughs) You know? And in straight movies, it's always like, I'm just minding my own damn business. And then something. It's all like a Rube Goldberg machine, where it's just like... Is, you know, whenever it's like the fucking like the the, the like marble goes down the the path and it knocks over a hammer, then it breaks a glass. Yeah, and the balloon goes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. that's straight. Rube Goldberg means machines are straight. Yes, machines are straight. Absolutely. Machines, unless it's a song about machines by Kraftwerk. There we go. Then it's gay. <laughs> unless it's metal machine music. Yes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> not not a Lou Reed reference. Uh, unless it's Lulu. Unless um, it's Gabe, Lulu. Okay, panic. Gay panic. Gay panic. There's a lot of gay panic in this movie. A lot of gay panic. Especially at the beginning with oh, the bed yeah. scene. Oh, yeah. Look, I think it's happening. Oh, no, we'll save it. It's gay panic. Gay panic is always gay. It's always straight. Sorry. Gay panic is always gay, but it's straight. Um, I think this happens a lot, like in the 80s and 90s, where it's like, I ain't gay. Yeah. I'm afraid uh, of No, 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 bro. Not it's me. so funny, and I don't mean to sound like flippant but like it's so funny that like gay men were just like dying left and right all the time in this time period and people Uh were like let's just make jokes about how we're definitely not gay yeah (laughs) that's not us we're alive (laughs) we're alive and doing fine and our families love us okay let's not get it twisted (laughs) 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 reagan's america thank you yeah it's just (sighs) um john candy um I mean, I like John Candy. You like John Me Candy. Too. But I don't think that you would ever meet a gay person that's like, my favorite comedian of all time is John Candy. Is he the, like, the people's John Cazale? Who's that? John Cazale? Who's that? He was in, like, five movies, and he died. He, but all of the movies were, like, it was, like, The Godfather, Godfather Part Two, The Conversation, Deer Hunter, and... Uh, 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 oh, he's uh, so uh, weird looking. And Dog Day Afternoon. And then he died. Wow. Yeah. But he's but, also for straight people too. He's in a bunch of fucking straight people movies. Yeah, but it's all like classy films. They were all nominated for Best Picture. No, Hollywood. And then, John, <laughs> and then John Candy is in like what? How, how many movies is he in? He's in more, but like not that many. Look at his ears. Look at his ears. Ooh. What's his beardy John Candy on this Wikipedia page? Okay. I'll, I'll fuck John Candy. <laughs> I, you know me, but you've I, seen my. Yeah. Okay, he's in a lot more movies, but he's in like smaller roles. Yeah, he's. It's so interesting. Look at this. Yeah. Hmm. Never I heard mean, of any of these. Oh, Blues Brothers, but he's like, yeah, he's got a small role in that. Small role in that. Is he a big role in Vacation? 
Vacation's one of those like comedies that I can't do. Like I just can't, I can't do, do it. it. I just don't think it's funny at all. Um, he's in Brewster. He's the second in Brewster's Millions. Uh, he has like one scene in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Spaceballs. Oh yeah, he's huge in Spaceballs. Spaceballs, yeah. Spaceballs is probably like, like this. Spaceballs and Uncle Buck are probably like, Buck. The big. And then ones. he has a really he, like his one scene in Home Alone is like really great, as the uh, Polka King of the Midwest. What is his style of comedy though? I feel like he is a lot. I think, and I'm sure we're not the first people to say this, but I think there's a lot more going on there than meets the eye. Like his performance, especially in this, it's like not just comedy to me. Like he's like a fully fledged like three dimensional like person. Oh yeah, he has pathos in this movie. It's very. He's like, like what? Uh, what's his name? Uh, John Carpenter. What is Jim? According to Jim, what's his name? He was Blues Brothers. What's his oh, name? Oh, we fucked it up last time and Chris got mad. Yes, Jim John. Belushi. Is it Jim, John Belushi or Jim Belushi? John Belushi. Okay, Jim Belushi is alive. Uh, John Belushi is dead, but John Belushi always felt kind of like. <laughs> there was like, he this, was like, on level SNL. Of, like, though, violence. Right? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was on SNL. Animal House, Blues Brothers. But there always felt this sort of like kind of like antagonism to him, whereas like John Candy invites you in. He's this very warm, loving. He's kind of the same thing as like John Goodman. Yes, actually, that I think that that's probably the most apt comparison. He's more like a John Goodman, mm-hmm. a little bit more on the funny side than John Goodman, because yeah. John Goodman's like more of like a, a like. I mean, outside of like maybe like the Big Lebowski and a couple other roles, I feel like he always just plays like a good old good old yeah. guy. He's just a good guy. And, um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, John Belushi and, like, even, like, Chevy Chase has, like, an antagonistic kind of vibe to mm-hmm. him. Like, a lot of the, like, com- comedians around that time, like, and then Eddie Murphy's got, like, that slick kind of, like, fast-talking, like, yeah, you know, and I feel like John Candy just plays, like, a lovable goofball. Yeah, he was lovable. And I think, um, what's it called? Uh, I think that Steve Martin kind of does the same sort of thing. I think he's also lovable, but he has this kind of like, like intellect. To yeah. His well, comedy. And, and he plays mean spirited characters, but you can't help but to like the characters mm. he plays and everything. Like Steve Martin and fucking parenthood. Still never one seen of, it. We were you not in movie club. Then? Nope. I, that's one of the ones oh, I missed. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, truly still probably my favorite movie. You've watched movie club. Cute. I'll have to watch it sometime. I mean, I love the I loved the show. Great show. Years later. Yeah, but Um, I think John Candy. He's one of. I think he's a kind. I I wonder if the the youths love him because I feel like he's a very like eighties. Because he died really early. Like he died in like the early nineties. I I kind of wanted to bring this up, but I've noticed like the love for like eighties movies has not died. I think that Mm -hmm. like I've met Zoomers and like younger people that like really love. Like these, not like the vibey 80s movies like Liquid Sky or Blade Runner or whatever. Like they yeah. like these kinds of like more wholesome, populist like 80s movies. Um, I wonder it, if we're going to get to, like, you know how like in the early 2000s and the shit like that where it's like they try to portray like a high schooler like watching like, I don't know, shit from like the 30s and 40s. Like they're cool. Like they're watching Gilda. They're watching. Uh, on right. Golden it's very Pond like, it's very, what's his face from United States of Terror vibes. Exactly. I wonder at what point are we going to transition that? Like we're 
kids stay watching old movies until like 80s. Well, and also the 80s are just like a super fetishized genre this decade. I mean, when mm-hmm. we were growing up, the genre, the, the, the era that we fetishized was the 70s, right? Like, because mm-hmm. you got like the White Stripes and like all these other bands, like kind of hearkening back to like a more classic rock sound. And like pretty much everyone that we went to high school with that was a boy, like wore fucking like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a moment we all had shaggy hair again. Mm-hmm. Like, we all were watching, like, I mean, at least I was, but like, we were like all like watching The Godfather and Taxi Driver and like really mm-hmm. trying to like watch these like old classic new Hollywood films. And I wonder if like the 80s, like, even though people fetishize the more like genre stuff, it's like mm-hmm. people have also like caught on to like the comedies and like the family films. And I, I think that these movies are here to stay. Like, yeah. I think. That it's safe to say that like planes, trains, and automobiles, mobiles, and movies like this are gonna stay popular forever. Yeah, there's something about '80s comedies that people really like a lot. Even I like them. I think mm-hmm. that there's just something that comedies haven't captured. In well, the we same don't have way comedies since. anymore. Yeah, like, like uh, you know, we we talked a lot about Judd Apatow and like a lot more modern comedy, and you know, we've found a lot of things about it that we weren't that enthusiastic about right but i feel mm-hmm. like despite the things that you can complain about with these movies like the misogyny the racism yeah, 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 the homophobia yeah it's just at the heart of the movie it has a heart so it's hard yeah. to not like it yeah because it means well and yeah, i feel like it's... movies just don't mean well anymore no they're all mean or they're just like not they're all about something. They're all capital A, capital uh, S. That's my biggest something. problem with modern movies is that everything has to have a big, I, like, capital I idea. I don't want any more big idea shit. No, I'm tired. Just give me Malignant. Malignant's the fourth head on the on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Just give me Malignant. Just give me Malignant. Give, me give it to me. And, um, give it to me. Yeah, I feel like the, the chasm has never been larger between populist movies a la Marvel and art house fair than ever before oh, yeah. Oh, um because yeah. it's like people would go see like taxi driver yes and then also like art artsy assholes would go see planes trains and automobiles you know like exactly. i just feel like there's just so much more love and care put into movies than i know it's always been like a capitalist affair i'm not trying to be like doe-eyed about it but i think nowadays with the marvel machine it's really really just become so corporate and so capitalist that it's like hard to like enjoy anything that's made for everyone anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least for me. So personally. <laughs> I think also like speaking of Chicago movies, what Cisco uh, at the movies of Cisco and Ebert, like that was a big fucking show. Like, and yeah. it was just film. People, really, people really trusted them. And people watched it. It's and crazy. people people would like go see something that maybe they wouldn't have gone to see that's like a little bit more obscure because they liked it and th- those yeah. movies could have like a they got life two thumbs up. because of them. And also like for the more like intellectual crowd, if they were like, Hey, this like fun movie, Plain Streets and Automobiles, we liked it. They gave it two thumbs up, I saw on a Wiki. Mm-hmm. Like people would go see it. And yeah. I don't know. I it's so funny that the internet with the access that we have to information you think it would like have brought us all closer together but it's actually made us all so much more niche and so much more separated yeah. um well also like kind of like a thing a problem with modern film criticism is that like movies in which that are written about like i'm thinking uh like licorice pizza or whatever right it's already been talked about by critics talked about with critics and written about 
months before anyone's going to be able to see it. Yeah, I really hate that. I know that it's always been that way, I suppose, but I su- I think it just feels worse now because of like Twitter and the internet. Like, yeah, it's like you're bombarded, and it it yeah, it makes you. And then you have friends that have access just because they like wrote on a blog once, and yeah, the whole thing <laughs> just feels very like. Yeah, it feels very, like, stuffy. It feels clicky. It's like yeah. you're not in the club, and then the second you get inside of it, it's like, oh, well, you're just now talking about King Richard? Okay, um, we saw that in April. Right. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's tough. I, I, I You know, everyone's, like, clowning me because I still haven't seen Dune and see, I haven't seen <sighs> Spencer, and it's because oh, I don't have time because yeah. uh, I've been busy. But also, like, part of me, like, kind of wants to wait. Like, at this point, I'm like, I'd rather just wait and, like, see it later so i could like really just watch the thing and like f- decide on my own what i think about it instead mm-hmm. of having all these voices like telling me like what i'm supposed to think about it yeah it's it sucks it sucks um, you know? modern film criticism is terrible um except for us <laughs> yeah we're great because we're, we we speak for the people we speak for the and people when i say people i mean white gay men um <laughs> <laughs> that's us baby uh Speaking of gay, uh, is there anything <laughs> gay about this uh, movie? Okay, it's been bubbling under, and I think it's palpable the amount of attraction I have towards Steve Martin. I know, and you know what? It's hard. It, it It's weird. Like, in that That's shower right, scene, hard. I was like, I would suck that dick for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. Steve Martin is so fucking hot. He's still hot. Yeah, he's, he's a really good-looking old man. I, I know, looked at pictures insane. of him, and I was like, damn, dude. He looks the exact fucking and he, like, same. Play, and he plays bluegrass music? I didn't oh. know he was that cool. He's like best friends with Edie Burkell. Love it. And why I love Parenthood so much. I think, well, A, it's fantastic. Diane Weist, yes, 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 yes. But there's a scene where he's like in an argument and he's just wearing just tidy whities And it's like, if you could only see how blue her eyes. Yeah. She said she loved I'll have to watch thing. it just for that. It's incredible. It's so, he's so fucking hot. I love a gray hair on like a younger person. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Oh, when it's silver. Oh, like the other guy in Catfish. Oh, oh my God. The stop. TV show. <laughs> Let's talk about Catfish. Not uh, Catfish. I love Catfish. Remember whenever <laughs> there was a Catfish and somebody pretending to be Katy Perry and then the person like met who was pretending to be Katy Perry and he was like, this is fake. I know actually I'm talking to Katy Perry. This is like a whole setup. I did not like, know about that, but that's iconic. I love so that good. level of delusion. It's I'm honestly saying, <laughs> but Steve Martin doing gay panic stuff. Incredible. Yeah. It was kind of hot. It was Even so though it was hot. like, it was like a little infuriating, but it's also like kind of hot. That's like what, that's what's so fucked up about gay people. We're just like, I know we're broken. Yeah. We're like, that's kind of hot though. That like you like hate faggots. I know you wouldn't <laughs> hate me. I'm different. I'm not like other girls. Mm hmm. Uh. <laughs> ah. um, anyway. and, and then I think the lady at the marathon Oh, store. absolutely Bitch. absolutely. Bitch. When she goes Oh, you're fucked Oh, oh. what a Snapping, snapping It's incredible yes, yes. And I feel like I've seen her in things I feel like she plays like bit roles in a lot of like random comedies Oh, she's era. been that exact same character In every other Gobble, uh, gobble Gobble, gobble uh. Gobble, gobble <laughs> She's like, you didn't say I'm gobble gobble for the whole episode, Dylan. You fucked up. Yeah. Fuck shit. Damn it. God. I'll say it like five times in a row right here. Just kidding. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Can you think of anything else? Oh, wow. Gay? She's like, in. 
She's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. She's in Natural Born Killers, which I love. That Iconic. Movie. She's Julia. Flubber. Lewis. She's in Flubber. She's of been course. in a million TV shows, and she does voice work. What a legend! Good for her. Look, Edie McClurg. I'm thinking Tash Money. Edie McClurg. Money. Love you. Whenever um, Amy Guypa gets canceled inevitably uh, for I don't know doing anything, she'll be our backup. Yes. When we had to rename all the guys. The Edie. The Edie. The Edie. A lot of Edie representation this episode. Edie Brickell that I said too. Do love ago, the name Edie. Edie. Edie's a great name. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to think of another like, Edie. And- uh, oh, yeah, Edie. Edie. That's such a good name. <laughs> the only other Edie I could think of was Edie Amin. Oh, I, I Edie Sedgwick. Oh, the, there we go. Much better than Edie Amin. Uh, when are we going to do Last King of Scotland on the show? <laughs> Fuck. <Don't- laughs> Again, we want to do movies that people want to actually listen to us talk to about. No one remembers The Last King of Scotland. God, it'd be such a serve. It's like, for our 100th episode, Last King of Scotland. We do like The Last King of Scotland and then do Blood Diamond. <laughs> uh, Jamon Hunsu. What did I just watch with him? I watched something. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what it fucking was. God. I was like, yeah, he just got killed recently in something. Uh, he deserves better. He does. I love him. I love Digimon Hansu. Uh, anything else gay about this movie? Uh, it really is like not. It's like, it's so funny. I feel like the 80s has some of the gayest movies and then mm-hmm. some of the straightest. Like the chasm for a that was very wide mm-hmm. at the time. You know? Well, look, I mean, one of my favorite movies, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, 9 to 5. Oh, there we go. That's a lady comedy, 9 to 5. 9 to 5. There you go. I know so fucking good. I've Great never song seen it. too. Bitch. 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 Last King of Scotland. Um, anything else? Yeah. No. Nah. Nah. This movie's pretty Susan straight. Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Um, Dylan Baker spitting on me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I love him, but no. Me too. Uh, Dylan Baker and Trick or Treat. So good. Mwah. Uh, the be- when he's getting just ripped apart to that Marilyn Manson song. It's everything. It's the, everything. The, the best line in the movie is by his son, though, when he goes, Charlie Brown is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trick like or treat tea. whips so much ass, yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen Trick or Treat, I don't care that it's not Halloween anymore. Go fucking watch it. Yeah, it's so good. All right. It's our final section. Okay, it's yeah. The, this is... Uh, I'm like gay really recommendation. Excited. Yeah, we can't... We can't spend too much time talking about it. We'll, we'll probably talk about it more than automobiles. I want to uh, uh, have like an audience interaction with this though. I want to say like, okay, and this week's gay recommendation, we're gonna recommend a movie made for straight or made for gay people that's a little gayer than the one we just watched today. Uh, I want to give a pause for them to say it out loud, like Dora the Explorer sort of style. Okay, let's go. This week's gay recommendation is. That's right. Did you say pieces of April? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Oh my God. Yeah, there's no other choice. There's no other there's choice. No other it's choice. the only other Thanksgiving movie. That's the only other Thanksgiving movie. It's pieces of fucking April. Are you fucking kidding me? Pieces of April. Have it. You haven't heard. I'm sorry. You haven't heard of pieces of April? What is it? You haven't seen pieces you of April? You weren't gay in 2006? Okay. You, you don't love Katie Holmes as much as we do? Okay. Weirdo. Oh my God. What a perfect movie. Also, the first time we've gotten to talk about my queen, 
Patricia Clarkson. Bit Patty, bit. Patty, bit. Academy Award nominated. It's fucking insane that she got nominated for an Oscar for this movie. It's her only Oscar nom, and she <laughs> should have won for it. Wait, who else is nominated that year? Uh, <laughs> no. Let's pull it up. Someone who didn't deserve it. <laughs> Pat- I'm, I'm, we're going to see the winner and be like, oh, I could see that. Pieces of April. Uh, let's go. I mean, it's supporting actress, so it's never, it's always been great. I just looked up fucking Academy Awards. God damn it. I just found out this thing today that there is a, like, a weird, like, trigger rule for the Academy Awards that's like, if there are enough nominated, or enough eligible musicals to be nominated for Oscars, they'll make a musical category. Oh, oh, I have the lineup, and it's good. Okay, let me pull it up. Let me get up there. So, the winner was Renee Zellweger for Cold Mountain. Okay. Now, she didn't deserve to win for that. They gave no. it to her because she threw a hissy fit when she didn't win for Chicago. The Honestly, before. probably the worst of the five. I would just say the worst of the five. But the other nominees are good. Yeah. So, Shorey Agdashlu in Bitch. House of Santa Claus. First of all, Shorey is probably one of the most underrated actresses ever. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And House of Santa Fog is a, a, a boring, sad, post-9-11 <laughs> movie. But her performance, I remember, and it's very, very good. Very, very good. I will never watch it again. Um, nope. Marsha Gay Harden and Mystic River. I mean, there we go. so good. I would honestly, the lineup should be throw Renee out. Also mm-hmm. nominate Laura Linney for Mystic River. Mm-hmm. And then Holly Hunter in 13. I She's mean, the one that I actually would maybe say could take Patricia's Oscar away from her. Yeah. Holly Hunter is so good in 13. 13 okay. is a perfect movie. Evan Rachel Wood should have been nominated in, in one. No. Oh, Charlie Theron for Monster. You know who could mind. take, you know who could take, um, I don't know if it's like a big enough role, but just, I would take out Renee, put in Anna Ferris, Lost in Translation, put her in there. Oh yeah, just do it. Hey, l- looking at these other nominees, um, I would also throw Christina Ricci for Monster. For, yes. Yeah. Christina Ricci honestly, for yes. Monster. Um, honestly, uh, 21 Grams. No, it's not your favorite movie, but like. <laughs> Charlotte Gainsbourg, great oh, in 21 yeah. Grams. Oh. Actually, honestly, her hair. Just put her <laughs> wig in there. <laughs> um, and even Cleo Duvall in 21 Grams. Uh, it was yes. a really strong year, I guess. But Patricia Clarkson, I think, should still win. One, because Holly Hunter already won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. So and two, Ma- because Mar- Patricia Mar- Clarkson Mar- is... The scene where Patricia Clarkson is smoking weed and then berates her son... <sighs> Is literally like that's like that's real life. They record that was a documentary about real life. Yeah, the best thing about Pieces of April, besides everything, is that it looks like absolute garbage. Did you know the it, person who directed that movie is Lucas Hedges' dad? Yes, what a f- what an, it, it's insane. It looks like shit. It's great. Yeah, it it's was fantastic. made on a three hundred thousand dollar budget. That means the actors didn't get paid. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Katie Holmes literally like she's like, well, I'm married to Tom Cruise now. I don't need money. I'm fine. Uh, yeah. It's what he wrote. Oh, this came out in 2003? Oh my god, it's even older than I thought. Yeah. Damn. And honestly, double nominee, take out Renee, Allison Pill. Oh my god, I, Allison Pill. So there's three women that I worship that don't get enough flowers. It's Mm -hmm. Linda Cardellini, Mm -hmm. Allison Pill, and Patricia Mm -hmm. Clarkson. Yep. Allison Pill. what What do we say? Like, how do we even, up. like, word, like, how good she is? Allison Pill, Incredible, and Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Probably Incredible, the best part. Best part of Scott Pilgrim. Incredible, 
in one of my favorite shows, In Treatment. Oh, so good in In Treatment. Incredible. In Midnight in Paris movie, I hate. Oh, she's the best part about Midnight in Paris. Best part, best part of Snowpiercer, a movie I also hate. Her and Tilda Swinton own the movie. Incredible. Miss Sloan. I've never actually seen Miss Sloan. <laughs> Sorry. She's the lesbian in Milk. Let's the not lesbian forget. In Milk. Let's not. Also, is she the lesbian in Vice? I think she is. Yeah. She's also in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which is like a very lovely, fun, little, cute movie for kids. And I don't know mm-hmm. why everyone hates it so much. Is that the one that has... It's her and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. Incredible. She's on Devs by our girl Alex Garland. Right. Yeah. She does... No- She's in the newsroom. Um, uh, incredible. Incredible run. I love her. Yeah. She needs more flowers. She does. I hope she, like... She's going to do something one day. On, you know, she'll she, do something one day. She'll do something one day. I I always say it whenever it's just people that I like. It's you know, we always say it, it's like uh, it's not gay, even though just because you like it. I think she'll do great in New Yorkos. Oh, she'd be so good in a Yorgos. So movie. good in New Yorkos. Cast movie. her in Alicia Silverstone. Oh my! In a Yorgos movie. Because Alicia murdered her role in the Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yes, she fucking did. Alicia killed it in the Lodge. Alicia, I love that you're <laughs> acting. Keep doing these weird art movies. Keep I'm obsessed it. with it. I'm fucking losing my mind. I love that this podcast has turned to just a, <laughs> the final bit of it. We're going crazy. We're going wild. Yeah, we're, we're going, going crazy. We just name actresses that no one's remembered since 1998. <laughs> <laughs> we really are becoming just a gay Twitter account. I know. I love it. We're going to yassify it. By the time... <laughs> if this comes out, no one's going to remember Yossified. Yeah, Yossified will be over. It's over. Um, but yeah, Pieces of April, fantastic Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, watch, watch it. it. It's garbage looking, but it's got great performances. Yeah, it looks like I shot it on like a fucking Game Boy camera. It looks terrible. Uh, is that it? Do we have anything else to talk about yeah, with Planet Trains Automobiles? That's it. We did it. We did it. We covered so many things. We did it. This we- Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. It was like having mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving dinner conversation. It was. It was it was great. The turkey was dry. Dry. Not great. The gravy, store bought. But the stuffing. The stuffing, bitch. Also store bought but delicious. Uh-huh, but it was, oh yeah, stove top, but it was like the good stove top. Mmm. Mmm. Everything was store bought. But the crescent rolls out of the can. Oh, I mean, why even do anything from scratch when you've got right. those? I mean, honestly. When you got the crescent Honestly, my th- my ideal Thanksgiving dinner would be a pumpkin pie. About three cans of crescent rolls and then just like a pint container of gravy. A quart container. I of think gravy. for me, the only I don't like the turkey. I don't think anyone actually really does. Turkey's bad. Stuffing, I want stuffing, Love stuffing. candy yams, which are my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, and honestly, like yeah, like a like a green bean or Brussels sprout casserole mm. and I'm good. Yes. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. <laughs> My name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and on Letterboxd at Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd, Twitter, and Instagram at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. Yeah! Yeah! Ha! Ha! Echo, 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 guillotine. Ha! Okay, and on that note... <laughs> Bang. Bang. <laughs> and out came talk. Talk. Talk.